Welcome y'all to the Black Hoof Saloon, a Wild West Exodus podcast. Mosey on up to the bar and get yourself a bottle of fire water or a glass of sarsaparilla and listen to some good old yarns about adventures of law dogs, outlaws, and weird creatures. So set a spell, water your ride, or your rider, and get ready to tune up your posses. This is the Black Hoof Saloon. Ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas, kiddos! Today, the boys at the Black Cliff Saloon have a special gift for you under the tree. So, put on your sarsaparilla and pick up some eggnog and give it a listen. Have a Merry Christmas, everyone! Ho, ho, ho! Ho, 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 all you Kringles out there, and welcome to the Black Cliff Saloon Wild West Exodus podcast. This is a special Christmas episode that me and the guys got together. This is Eric here, and I have who else do I have with me in this holiday joyous season? Uh, you got Brian, the Jedi Powell, down from here in Houston, where we actually have fifty degree weather today. Yeah, no snow, lucky. <laughs> And Tom, where all we have here in Philadelphia is rain and ice. Oh, well, you, you got part of the winter. You got the ice part. So, yeah, we're here today, and we uh, decided to just jump on spontaneous and do kind of a, a it's the holiday season. We wanted to do something for Christmas for everybody, give you guys a little bit of a gift, and uh, maybe just talk about all stuff Christmas. We're just going to ramble on a little bit, and... Uh, Sneak this one out before Christmas, hopefully. But uh, let's just get into some of our basic rambling that we do. I'm going to try and do as little editing as I can on this. So you guys are going to get all the juicy screw-ups that we do, probably. (laughs) We don't screw up. Come on. Well, I mispronounce every other word. (laughs) But let's let's start off with... um, well, what the heck were we going to talk about? I'm going to edit this out because I'm blanking. Um, oh my god! You weren't going to edit. I'm already editing. Christmas minis. Yes. Well, okay. So why don't we say what we've been up to? Okay, so uh, there's a new paint contest on the Dark Council right now. So uh, you know, a lot of people are getting ready to start painting their stuff, I think, at the end of the month, and then going to have a three- or four-week-long contest of painting faces. Uh, I think we're calling it the face-off. Eric, do you know who, 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 who was organizing it? Was it- That is going to be Cowboy Gene is organizing Gene. this paint contest. Yes, right. You jumped in, yeah, I know. Uh, I'm thinking of jumping in, and I, Tom, you're thinking of jumping in, too. I am. I think I'm. I, yeah, no, I, I formally jumped in. I'm painting uh, uh, one of the Dark Nation guys. After you guys gave me a kind of a, a push to to do him over some of the other guys I was thinking of, and uh, I can't pronounce his name, so I'm not going to even try since we're yeah. not editing today. He's the Firewing uh, guy from the Dark Dark yeah. Nation. So. What are you thinking, Tom? I'm going to go with the Wraith, but I think I might do something a little different with him. A little, little out of character for him, but 
in character for me. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. crap, I just broke his hand off. Oh, we got some super glue. Um, I don't know for sure if I've decided yet uh, if I'm even going to have time for it, but I was thinking of doing either Jedzia or um, one of the creations from the Dixie Resurrection box set. It's a guy that looks like uh, Trapjaw from He-Man. I kind of, I've always liked that model since that box set came out. So I'm thinking about doing that one. I think you yeah. should. I have so many faces that I've already more than primed that uh, I had to go with something I hadn't even been touched. So. <laughs> like all of my Dixie Resurrections have all got some base coding on it already, so they're ineligible for the contest. Uh, one of the stipulations was you had to be able to post a picture of, of it primed uh, at the beginning of the contest. Okay. Uh, okay. So, you know, those who are who haven't haven't done so yet uh i think this video should be up just before that the beginning of that contest uh which is i think he said on the 26th we can so start painting week of christmas and stuff okay so basically next the end of the week of christmas so i've based i'm gonna actually try something a little different with this i'm going with the gray primer and i'm usually a black primer guy i mm. just Hey, let me try something a little bit different because yeah. of the flames that'll be throughout on this guy. I was like, okay, let me try a little different. You know, I'm going to go with. It'll help them pop more. Yeah, I'm going to just try some new things with it. Since it's a contest, I was like, hey, maybe I can try something different. And maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't. Who knows? But I'll give it a try. Okay. What? Something else that we got going on in the community for this holiday season as a kind of a gift to all the the members in the Dark Council. Community member uh, Sam put together a little awards thing for all the releases from 2019 called the Golden Spur Awards. And a bunch of the community members, um, different war hosts and uh, other people that are very active in the community, have put together... Uh, little videos based on he put together like categories and had it out there for everybody to go to and vote for who their favorite model was from uh deadliest model or they had um what else did they have heavy hitter and uh he's going to give links to all these little videos everybody did i think later this week i think it was going to be just before christmas so everybody can go check those out so that should yeah, be so kind of neat the, yeah so we uh we did our videos and so it was kind of neat that you know one of the reasons we got together today was to finish finalize our video because we also as a group did a video so yeah. some individuals and there's a couple of groups, uh, I guess, celebrity groups in this community that are also doing a group announcer uh, position. Just kind of like you, when you see in the big, the big Hollywood uh, award ceremonies. Uh, so each of us did a little video. We had some to, people are we had to get gussied up for it a little bit. <laughs> We're not video guys. Right. We're yeah. sound well, guys. That's right. You're going to get to see the uh black pit saloon uh in action <laughs> <laughs> we, 
we need to get green screens or something so we can put the saloon in the background. Oh yeah, that's fun. That'd be a fun idea. Yeah, like, I was thinking of doing that. Like, oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna you know crash course in how to do editing and green screening, and I was gonna you know throw on a a hooded jacket and uh, you know be you know Jedrick Powell in front of the Black Hood Saloon <laughs> giving the award, and then I realized like. That's a whole lot of work. <laughs> but that's and I did part time. You know, they wanted those videos pretty quick, so uh, <laughs> an effort to not delay it any longer with my lack of technical skills. Uh, uh, group group effort. Eric helped out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. And the other reason we got together in this impromptu recording is we wanted to do uh, kind of a special smoke wagon showdown with the all the Christmas models that came out uh, in the last couple of years. Just a little treat. You know, these are models that come out, you know, through the month of December, and then they usually go away till the next December. Well, they have so far, because like this past December... We had a new one come out, and we got to see the previous two. Uh, if you missed out on it last year, some people either weren't in the game or they just, for some reason or another, missed it. Uh, we're able to pick it up this year. So that's kind of why we're here today. We wanted to just do a just very open chat in the Smoke Wagon Showdown of the three Christmas models. So why don't we get into that guys and we can just start going over those for a special gift for this holiday season Twas the night before exodus christmas by sam burridge read by our very own mary Kay. Twas the night before christmas and all through the west Lawmen and outlaws were taking a rest. Watchers were all hibernating in their pods. Even the hex was in the land of Nod. The natives were nestled all snug in their beds, while visions of the great spirit danced in their heads. And Wyatt in his long johns and Doc in his cap had just settled down for a long winter's nap. When out on the veranda there arose such a clatter, Doc sprang from the bed to see what was the matter. Away to the window he flew like a flash, tore open the shutters and threw up the sash. The moon on the breast of the new-blown sand gave the luster of midday to the Arizona land. When what to Doc's wandering eyes should appear? But Dr. Carpathian with reanimated reindeer. Those terrible animals so mechanical and strong Doc knew in a moment something was wrong. More ugly as vultures, his coursers they came, and he whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now slasher, now smasher, now stamper and viper, on portent, on heartbreak, on bomber and biter, to the top of the porch, to the top of the wall, now smash away, smash away, smash away all. As dry leaves that before the wild hurricane fly, when they meet with an obstacle, they threw it to the sky. So up to the housetop the coursers they flew, with a sleigh full of weapons, and Carpathian too. 
when in a crescendo Doc heard from the roof the stamping and pawing of each mighty hoof. As Doc drew his gun and he was turning around, down the chimney Carpathian came with a bound. He was dressed in fur from his head to his foot, and his clothes were all tarnished with RJ and soot. A bundle of guns he had flung on his back, and he looked like a devil just opening his pack. His eyes, how they glittered, his grimace was scary. His cheeks were pale, this was no festive fairy. His mouth was drawn up in a rictus-like grin, and the mutton chops on his cheek was as black as sin. The stump of a cigar he held tight in his teeth, and the smoke, it encircled his head like a wreath. He had a devilish face and a bionic eye that would glow bright red when someone was about to die. Fresh ammo for Wyatt, bourbon for Doc. Even Jesse James got something in his sock. All of the presents to give a cowpoke some hope, although it may be a reach when he gave Ike Clanton some soap. He spoke not a word, but went straight to his work and filled all the stockings, then turned with a jerk. Then kicking the door down into the night as he goes, he didn't give a fig if Wyatt and Doc froze. He sprang to his sleigh all shiny and bright, and they all took off as their bum was alight. But I heard him exclaim ere he drove out of sight, Wild Westmas to all, and to all a good fight. So what would happen if the three Christmas models had to go showdown? So the very first Christmas model was Kyle, the red and white. So it's it's a Kyle, the black Christmas model. It was the first one. And really, it was so cool that they did this, that it was it was kind of exciting. So Kyle, the black was uh, actually a a nod to one of the guys working in outlaw miniatures. And so they created this model on, uh, for someone who worked in the, in the office who he worked for battle foam. And while the, the, the creators of outlaw or Wallace Exodus were working on the game, Kyle would walk in and say something, you know, like, Oh, that's lame. <laughs> and so he, he basically got, like this nickname from them, he was like the black hole of fun because he would just come in there and, and suck all the joy out of what these guys were working on. So as a nod to him, they created Kyle the Black. Okay. And uh, I remember the first time Outlaw Miniatures brought me out to Depticon. Yeah, I met Kyle. It was funny because it was like, dude, you do look like... He didn't have the little creepy uh, tentacle arms and buzzsaws, but uh, you know the 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 actual face of the model does kind of favor him, so it was kind of funny. Uh, so that's a little background for Kyle the Black. So Kyle the Red and White, who is the still second? Kind of got an angry face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it, it's kind of like a uh, kind of expanding on the whole uh, Grinch esque nature of the original Kyle the Black. And the neatest thing about that model was, do you remember he's holding 
a Union sh- uh, ship. Yeah, that's right. I remember when they kind of revealed him and everybody got excited because he's like, oh, he's got a dystopian war ship in his sack. Right. <laughs> it was really cool. And then the other coolest part is he has a sidekick, and uh, which kind of clues in when I said Grinch, because the sidekick is a canine with that very Grinch-esque uh, antler attached to the top yeah. of his uh his head so it kind of looks like the dog from you know the Grinch stole Christmas so kind of neat so Kyle, Kyle the red and white is a boss model for the enlightened and he is tainted and he comes in at 180 to join your team or to lead your team yep yep right and pretty sure he's the same there's no neat twists or adds to his his Christmas model? No, I think we mentioned this when in the last episode in the news, me and you were talking about we we originally thought these were a little bit different themed kind of towards Christmas, but basically it was just their cards. They kind of visually changed them, so they went in with the Christmas theme. It's it, They're basically, it's the same model. It's just kind of like an alternate version of them, just based on looks. And, and of course, each of them catch the one new write-up on their special rules, which is festive, unique character. Mm-hmm. And it basically says you can't bring their, you know, Christmas version and their their real version. Yeah, it's impossible. So Kyle the Black comes in with six fortune, which is huge for mo- any boss. Really, he's just under, you know, uh, you know, Custer's abnormal light large fortune uh six fortune is going to be very useful in, in an enlightened uh posse now jumping into his uh his cylinder wheel we're going to have quickness four mind of six aim of four grit of seven fight of six and he cups in at a limit of three so yeah like we said, same model as his normal. Um, he's he's got a good good number for grit. He's more of a a, a melee guy, having the right. higher fight. But it's that that six fortune too. That's a big thing, and we're gonna come back to that in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you know he he has an aim before, but he has no weapons that he can he can throw or anything. Yeah. So he's he has a servo clause. These are the two. Uh, his normal version has two. The Christmas one only has one on the model, but I I don't think they changed the the stats for it. No, yeah. So it's the magic of ho- uh, the holidays. Uh, but they <laughs> they have <laughs> specials are uh, brutal and special. So we've talked about special. It basically means you can only use it once per turn. They crit with a lethal. They have a one-inch range, pierce two, and an ROA of two. Yeah. And he's got a meat cleaver, no specials, but it crits brutal. Range is base to base, pierce of minus two, and ROA of two. Then you have Martitian's Blade. They have parry and decapitate on a crit, a pierce two, and ROA of one. And that one's also a base to base. 
but it does give him the ability to parry melee attacks, him yeah. being a main guy, having that one access point for him to bring up a parry uh, does help when he's hand-to-hand and someone's got something that can back at him. His common rule, he's got, what, metal, target priority, and durable. So, again, note, he's got that six fortune, but does not normally have large ash. Yep. So he ain't sharing. No, he's stingy at, uh, during the ho- he Doesn't he know he's? it's a holiday? He's supposed to share. <laughs> I guess not. He he is, you know, with the enlightened. So, yeah. All right. So special rules. Want to go? Let's go over those. Some of these we've talked about plenty of times. Uh, so he has being enlightened. He has Carpathogen. So I think the last episode we were talking about this with Eiffel. If he has models next to him from Enlightened that are three inches away, when the last guy goes down, he can choose to spend a fortune, to roll a die, D5 of them come back. So he's basically you know, putting them back together. He's reanimating them for a little bit. Uh, he also has Death Dealer. So this is one we haven't we haven't encountered yet. So while this unit is engaged, each successful hit caused by this unit on an enemy unit they are engaged with causes a further automatic hit on that unit. Automatic hits like these and from qualities like brutal cannot generate further hits from the death dealer rule. So basically he's getting an automatic hit. And then he has meat shields, and this is a reaction. When this unit fails a grit check, you can pick a friendly model within three inches of him to fail the grit check instead, as if they were pulled in front of him at the last minute, uh, stupidly sacrificing themselves. In the process, models affected by meat shields cannot benefit from Sawbones special rule. So they're basically, he's pulling somebody to take the hit for him. He has Treasure Hunter. We all know what Treasure Hunter. It adds plus one adventure card to a player's hand, as long as that model's still around. He is he has Hardy, so the unit may re-roll grit checks. And you already mentioned, so being a holiday model, he's going to have the festive, unique character. That is Kyle... The red and white. I think he's a neat model. I, he came out, so he was the first festive model they released. That was three years ago, and I remember when they first released this, I ordered him up right away because <laughs> I wanted him so bad. I thought it was neat that he came with different bases. That when you built him, you can either put him on a it was a large base with the dog, so more of like a you know, like a showpiece, more of the hobby aspect of the model. Or you could actually do it, you know, on his regular size base and then keep the dog separate. So more of the gamer right. type modeling. Yeah. and so We can't talk about him without talking about his theme posse. He comes with the Meat Grinder theme posse. It's an enlightened force. Instead of a faction posse, Kyle the Black may take this theme. Kyle gains the largest common rule. So if he runs in a a faction posse, he's keeping his his uh, 
fortune all to himself. Yep. If he runs Meat Grinder, he gains largesse and is able to share with his posse. Uh, if all slots are filled, so all six slots are filled with one or more units in the posse, then all units in the posse gain durable. Okay, so they get to ignore one, uh, minus one piercing from somebody shooting at them or hitting them. And, yeah, that's a nice ability. So, yep, so the first, okay, so this one, the first four slots are all the same. And you, you'll you'll probably understand what the meat grinder is. <laughs> <laughs> so the first four slots are up to two enlightened construct units. So, so as long as they have the construct trait in their trait list, you can take up to two. So that's one or two, depending on how 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 expensive you want your posse. And then it doesn't. Everything's the same all four slots and then when you get to fifth slot it's an enlightened construct unit and or a unit with the creation rule okay and then the sixth one is a repeat of the fifth okay so construct heavy with the ability to then go grab a couple of uh, creations at the end yeah it's a lot of dispendable dudes that he can pull in front of them and yeah It'll be a fun list. All right, so that was Kyle. Since we got three, let's go ahead and jump into the second Christmas model that came out last year. And this is Krampus Rex, who is a model that they made for the Hex. Now, Krampus Rex, his regular model was, um, what was it, Brian? I'm blanking. (laughs) Carcosa Rex. Carcosa Rex. Thank you, Tom. Uh, He's a boss. Hex Beast. So he's got the Beast keyword. Male. Carcosa. I guess if I looked at the card, I would have saw that. Tainted. And he comes in at 185 points. He has a fortune of three. And he is also unique, like Kyle was. Okay, let's go with his Gun Chamber. So he has a quick of six, a mind of seven, very high, but it's typical for hex. Uh, he has an aim of five, a grit of seven, a fight of seven, and a limit of three. So he's, he's got a couple stats there that are pretty high. High grit. You know, he's high fight. He's all good. He's, yeah. And, and he, he does have, um, Two, two weapon options. He's got the Juice Axe, uh, which has overcharged as a, its base power, and then can decapitate a crit. It has base-to-base range. It has a pierce of three and an ROA of one. And if he needs to reach out and get you, he's going to use what's called the Nightbringer, uh, which is a linked brutal with a crit of lethal. That's a 15-inch range he's reaching out to you at, and a Pierce minus three, and an ROA of three. So That's a nice weapon. Potential of four hits. Yeah, and having the linked, the linked well, the really link helps hurt. Hope you get those four, because yeah. you're going to be some re-rolls. <laughs> All right. 
Common rules. What kind of common rules does he have? You got this up, Tom? Yeah, I got it. All right. He's got metal, quick of the dead, largesse, unstoppable, and durable. All right. What what was unstoppable again, Brian? Oh, that's a new one. So it wasn't actually in our rules, common rules episode. Let's see if I can find it. Unstoppable. This model may make ram actions even though it does not have the vehicle trait. Furthermore, he ignores heavy quality for any weapons he carries. Well, he doesn't have any heavy weapons, so he's all good. Right. So I, this, I guess, uh, is because of the big horns that he's got, the big yeah. ram's horns. So, that makes sense. He can ram you. A little bit of fluff, I guess. Yeah. Kinda, it kind of goes with him thematically. But it doesn't have horns. Horns get you with All right. Special rules. So let's take a look at his special rules. So he has Dark Council. So Dark Council, you may deploy a single hexalith during deployment for each unit with this rule in your force. For one action point, this unit may select a tainted unit, friend or foe, within 8 inches. That target unit must make a mind check. If the check is passed, nothing happens. If it fails... A model in that unit, or the entire unit, if friendly, is compelled. Hey, your favorite there, Tom. You're compelling them. And must immediately make an action of the unit's choice. This is a free action which cannot be focused or use fortune. For the duration of this action, the compelled models count as a friendly to this unit. You cannot compel models with uh, automata? I'm struggling saying that tonight. Structure and or legendary traits. So we we've covered uh, Dark Council before. Uh, it was when we talked about the Third Man. A lot of the hex guys, the you know the bigger dudes, your bosses and faces will have this. So it's kind of nice manipulation ability. Let's see. He also has counterintelligence. So for each unit in the force that has this rule. Once both sides have deployed, but before any trail finder moves have been made, the player take it in turns, initiative order, to redeploy a single unit within their deployment zone if they wish. Each additional instance of counterintelligence in force allows an additional unit to redeploy. Each unit may only be redeployed once. So it's just a way that once people get set up, you can kind of be like, nah, I don't want any of that guy over there across from me. And you can kind of move them. Or maybe strategically you want to, you kind of throw your opponent off. And then you just reset up with what you really wanted to do. Um, Primal Urge is his next special rule. It's a special combat action that once this action has been made by this unit, any friendly Carcosa units gain plus one to their limit attribute for the duration of the turn while within eight inches of him this does not stack with any other limit bonuses furthermore the unit's force may always include an additional profane nest strategic unit for their appropriate points cost nests are placed using the initial deployment special rule and then he has indomitable 
Once per turn, when the unit is declared as an initial target of an attack, that unit can take a mind check, and if passed, may remove any negative conditions that are applied to it at that time. If failed, the conditions apply as normal. And then lastly, he also has the festive unique character. So you can only run one Rex in your posse. So that's that's Krampus Rex right there. He's very he's very hexy. He's got all those kind of trademark hex abilities like the Dark Council and um, Eric. I don't know if I nodded off or if you missed it, but uh, he also, he's also got Death Deal. Did I miss Death Deal? Oh yeah, I did. You know why I missed it? Because they got so much squeezed on the back of his card. That <laughs> yep. went right over it. So yeah, he's like uh, Kyle. He's got Death Dealer too, so he causes the automatic hit. Well, it it says an automatic hit for each hit. Is that is that right? Yep, it's gross. Yeah, like that sounds really, really nasty. Yeah, it, it is. For him, it's 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 actually even better than the other one uh, than Kyle because of his. He's got a higher rate of attack. Yeah, with that gun, with being well, linked and brutal and lethal, and yeah. Well, no, it would—it's just his axe, actually. So no, he—he's not as good. Oh, is it just with melee? Yeah. Okay. So Kyle's is a little better because he's got—he's got the um, extra extra hit on it. Okay. So it's good, but he—he he, he doesn't have brutal on it either, so it's not like he's picking up extra hits in addition. So. It just does. It gives them an extra bit. The one extra hit. Too much. You throw death dealer on someone who's hitting a hitting a bunch of times. It's going to get gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm having problems. His posse is. uh, It can't be used because there's no carcosas. Oh, that's right. No carcosas yet. Well, that's a point in favor of Kyle then. Yeah. He can't really play team uh just yet. So he's basically he's gonna be more of like your your second boss that just kinda helps out. Right. Okay. Well he brings the pain. He can bring the pain, he can bring you know he's got good playability. He just doesn't have a way of bringing his steam yet and thus doing, you know, his carcosa work. You know, yeah. he, he's gonna Using another person, another posse's resources, or he's just going to be a generic posse. I mean, he can bring a posse; it's just going to be a generic posse. Yeah, uh, we don't really have an idea of what to to expect from his his set, because it it hasn't even been teased yet. No, I mean, I've seen him run with um, Wendigos, which are just as scary. That's the only. It, I think that's maybe the only. Is that Carcosa too? Carcosa trait. Okay. Okay. Well, that would explain why I see him with them all the time. (laughs) They're his buddies. All right. We have one last Christmas model to go over here, and that is this year's new Christmas model. And this one is for Outlaws, and it's actually for the Condistadors. We have Mara. Man, how do you say that? That's a tongue twister for me, Brian. Madre Navidad. Oh, that was good. That was good. 
<laughs> Seven years of Spanish. That's what I got out. Ah, uh, see, my my dummy self took French. <laughs> Look where it's gotten me. Mother Christmas. So, as we said, she's a our special uh, special Christmas model that everybody kind of had a little bit of a say in this year. And boss, she's mounted. She is outlaws, like I said. Human, female, priest, conquistadors, black hoof, and mercenary. So she's got a lot of keywords on her there. Um, she's coming in at 180 points for her. Fortune of three, unique. Uh, let's look at her stats. She has a quick of seven, which she's the fastest one of the Christmas she's models. Old. Yeah, she's on that that. That RJ-infused horse. Uh, she has a mind of six. Her aim is five. A grid of seven. Fight of six. And a limit of three. So she's she's got good stats, just like her normal version. She's very tough, so it'll be hard to deal with her. And she's very fast. So uh, what kind of weapons she's, does she got there? She has the Blessed Bomb of Antioch which is an engulf heavy blast special that has a crit brutal. Okay. And then she's not throwing it very far, six inches, but it has a pierce of five. Holy cow. That's high. And she's only throwing one at a time. Thankfully. Yeah. With the special, but I tell you what, if she throws that into a unit of, hands or support where you got multiple models and with that blast man you're gonna be wiping out dudes yep yeah i i i've played against her real version and dude talk about sweating when that that bomb gets thrown at you because you're like <laughs> holy no here it comes <laughs> and every time the guy i was playing threw the bomb it scattered away from me oh my god it was I know he felt bad because he could not get the bomb off and I mean he was it was actually uh, I was using Jedrick and he's he threw that bomb at Jedrick like at, at least three times and every time it would just scatter the wrong direction mm. <laughs> it was like oh. I was just like Man, that'd be it frustrating. Was, I think I think he actually got it to hit in, uh, like get, get to me that one one time out of the three times he threw it at me, and I saved. That <sighs> he was like, he was frustrated. <laughs> it's like it never, the bomb never went off where he wanted it to, and then when it did, he was like, "No, you saved it." <laughs> so, what's her other ranged weapon she's got there? She's got the golden pistol, which is a, a very, uh, repeated weapon for most of the conquistadors. It has a revolver fan, so she can double her rank, uh, rate of attack. It's got ammo clip and close work. Range is 10 inches. It has a pierce of two and an ROA of one. Mm. So you're almost always going to be, if you're going to use this revolver fan, it can't always do it you can only use that once per activation yeah but you know if if you're gonna use it you, you might as well special yeah and want to throw that bomb uh you may not be using the 
that often anyway, you know? Yeah. Uh, her last uh, weapon is a melee weapon. It's the shield of Morena, and it has parry, so she's able to defend herself when she's engaged. That has zero range. It has a pierce of zero, and an ROA of one. one. So that's, yeah, more of a defensive thing. Yeah. And it looks cool. That's the important part. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's all about style. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Tommy. What do we got for common rules? Metal, large S, moving target, and unstoppable. Okay. So she can do some ram action. She can also, because she's on that big old iron horse, iron horse, black hoof, uh, she's got moving target. (laughs) Yeah, I did say that one right. (laughs) After getting it wrong. Yeah, I caught myself. I knew I said it wrong as soon as I said it. (laughs) <laughs> all right her special rules she's she has compel so this is the the very similar to dark council except you're she's not getting hexalith and she can do any target instead of just tainted target so for one action point this unit may select a target unit friend or foe within eight inches that targeted unit must make a mind check if the check is passed nothing happens if the check fails, a model in that unit, or the entire unit, if it's friendly, is compelled and must immediately make an action of this unit's choice. This is a free action which cannot be focused or used fortune for the duration of this action. The model compelled models count as friendly to this unit. You cannot compel models with the automata, stru- structure, or legendary traits. Yeah, this is Tom's new new favorite one. Uh, unfortunately, Jedrick did get compelled a couple of times in that fight. <laughs> ah, okay. Okay. All right. So Fate Weaver is the next power. Uh, once during uh, the activation, Madre can spend an action point to look at the top card from either of their opponent's adventure deck or action deck. Mm. They may discard that card or return it to the top of the deck. That's huge. That is really huge. Huge. So you're pretty much going to at least do that once a turn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I have to see that this may be something that they some people may forget to do. Right? Yeah. You get so tied up in the action, you forget you could literally force good cards out of your, your opponent's action deck. Yeah. Or one action it's huge okay inspirational any friendly unit within six inches may re-roll a single dice roll in their activation this of course excludes madre she can't inspire herself very good uh then she gets rapid because she's on a uh, black hoof which means she can focus move actions with for no cost so she gets free moves she gets invigorate, so during this unit's activation, she can spend an action point to nominate a friendly unit in line of sight within 12 inches, and that unit gains plus one modifier to their limit this turn. It's huge. So she could throw these out to her uh, other units, you know, and 
she normally has the other black hoof conquistadors in her posse. Yeah. Um, but why not? And throwing those guys extra limit. That's big. Uh, she carries the, the, her last power is called team player. This unit may replace its boss trait for face trait. It no longer counts as a boss unit and loses the largesse rule. If it may no longer take its own posse, but may be included in a posse as a face. So you can run her with uh, Ponce. Put her in with Ponce right. as a face. A nice right, but little... she's a mercenary. You can yeah. actually run her with Jesse James. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Didn't even think right. of that. And then we mentioned she's festive, so only one of her. That was the uh, the Christmas models. Did, did you want to cover any of her posse? I mean, she does come with her own posse set. Her, yeah, her, her posse set, she comes with uh, three other mounted conquistadors. So they're all mounted. They all have, you know, the good speed. And all of those others, they all have teamwork. So That's she's right. a chain. Her posse is basically a chain reaction posse where you can literally all of them go <laughs> <laughs> in, in one turn, and it's like, uh, uh, so you you, you want to plan for that, you know, because you don't want to be out activated. But now that you can bring two bosses, two posses, I think uh, yeah. you can make those make it effective. So her her theme posse is the Faithful of Castilla. And it's an outlaw slash order slash warrior nation force, which which is huge. I mean, it the conquistadors are kind of neat as outlaw posses because they also both the conquistador bosses, steam posses, Ponce de Leon's and Madres can work in the order, which most posses can. So it's nice to see that they have some kind of link between the two of them, that they yeah. actually will join uh, and also Warrior Nation, which is odd that they're running around on RJ uh, Black Hoops. So I'll, I will likely not have my Conquistador uh, with RJ. I'll, I'll throw in some different energy source just so it, <laughs> it doesn't look weird running with my, my orders, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And uh, her her posse, if the boss in at least three slots contain at least one unit in each, then all the units in the posse ignore attribute penalties for the stun and disordered conditions. Hmm. So the, the main thing that is if she brings her three trusted conquistador mounts, she get they, they, the, the whole posse will end up getting the, to ignore stun and disordered conditions. So you, you don't have the negative modifiers, basically. They still you count still as being stunned or whatever. Yeah, right. You just don't have the negative effects of having to roll with the deficit. Yeah. So the first three slots are a mounted conquistador face unit. Uh, the fourth slot is a unit with the conquistador trait. Fifth and sixth follow suit as well. Okay. So pretty basic posse. Easy to do. build. Very little, <laughs> yeah. Um, there, so uh, one of the reasons I think we see this way is because there's only two conquistador box boxes, yeah. And there's not a whole lot of extra, you know. There's no hands. There's no support units. 
they're all named faces. So both of the two boxes and the two posses are very limited. Bring a conquistador. Yeah. It's pretty much what you get. Yeah. Uh, hers is a little bit of variation because she can bring uh, the mounted ones or she has to bring the mounted ones first versus the other. So if you want versatility, you want to bring them in a uh, outlaw and just use the outlaw, you know, faction. Yeah. Then you can, if you want, right. The downside is some of the conquistadors aren't mercenaries. So you may lose them to be able to bring into your, your outlaw group. Yeah, that's right. All right. Well, I hope you guys, uh, that was the, the special, the, all the Christmas models you guys that we have so far. Just a little, special smoke wagon treat for you guys for christmas to go over these guys i hope you guys enjoyed this like i said earlier we just kind of spontaneously decided to jump on and start rambling on about these characters and uh but that's all we wanted to do trying to rush to get this out for you guys to listen to during the holiday season and uh but before we get out of here and end this for tonight real quick you guys, do you guys have any Christmas holiday wish items? Um, Tom, <laughs> I already know what you're going to say. Cause... <laughs> I'll else then. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, you guys got any Christmas uh, wishes for this year? So, unrelated to this, I'd like to get the Fog and Friction game. <laughs> okay so you're hoping to uh find that in your stocking this year well you know my kids are like dad what do you want for christmas i'm like go get me this game and they're <laughs> like oh, you will see if that happens <laughs> <laughs> yeah that that sometimes doesn't work yeah i told my wife uh you know hey you know here's the here's the the wall of sex and things I want to get. And she was like, Oh, I already spent money on you. You're not getting that. <laughs> well, I, so, I told her, uh, or get me a, get me a gift uh, certificate to my local game store. I've asked for that for the last four years in a row. Still haven't gotten it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think there's a, like some kind of unwritten, uh, you know, wife conspiracy going on here. I believe you are right. <laughs> so basically, I I am left to any of the gift card monies that I may get from those outside the this household to get your uh, wish will list. Likely be what I would pick up my wish list. Which uh, there are two posse's that I think are at the top of my list right now, and that would be the Portal Vanguard because I do need those two. Uh, new Cocorolis that show up in there. Unfortunately, it does hit that one that got all those others painted. So I don't know what I'll do with those. Uh, uh, you, get, you get two more portals, too. I do get the, cl- the clear portals, but uh, I prefer the all shard portals with the cool all shard all shard base that we see like on her her uh, legendary back. So, I mean, actually, I would prefer a bunch more of those. The clear ones I will use literally for all the other portal makers if I ever play any of the other portal jumpers. Uh, it's just I, I prefer the, the original because of the base. 
right? Mm-hmm. The, the bottom of the portal is that very uh, rune-crusted generator. So I kind of kind of like that part of keeping the old one in play. So, and I've got four of the original ones. So, okay, I, I with a bunch of the clear ones, but I like those. Um, so I do have a, a posse. Uh, also on my wish list, I want to get the new outlaw one that just just came out. The only God forgives one. There's a lot of models in there that I can put here and there in different spots and different outlaw posses, and it just it'll give me more choices, more variety depending on kind of theme wise. What do I want to do with this posse? Well, it'll give me more choices. This model will fit here to do this, to do this objective, you know, that kind of thing. I like having the choices, and um, it's one of the things I like about the Outlaws. There's so many choices, you can kind of build different types of posses. So that's probably the big one on my list. Yeah, that was the other posse that I was looking forward to. So of the two, I was going to pick that one. Well, all right. I think that's going to about do it for us for this special episode that we just decided to throw together. Um, you guys have any questions, go ahead and contact us at all our in- internet web things. You know, send us emails or check us out on Facebook. We're always, you know, lurking in there. But yeah, that's going to about do it. We're going to go ahead and get out of here for the holiday. And we, all three of us, want to wish everybody happy holidays. And we hope you find all those goodies under the tree that you guys are longing for. And uh, if you guys don't hear from us in the next two weeks, uh, we will talk to you in 2020. So we're starting a new decade. So remember, guys, to always ride with the sun at your back and always roll those big crits. This is Eric saying, take it easy and happy holidays. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays, everybody. Try to avoid that Krampus Rex showing up at your house. (laughs) Have a good one. Thanks for stopping by the Black Hoof Saloon, y'all. We hope you enjoyed your visit. Feel free to get a hold of us with comments or questions via the interwebs and shoot us a telegraph at blackhoofsaloon at gmail.com. You can also find us on the Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. Music for the podcast was provided for use by Ross Bugden and can be found at one of his YouTube channels, Ross Bugden Music or Ross Bugden Composer. Until your next visit... Ride with the sun at your back and always roll those big crits.
strangers? It depends on how strange the stranger is. <laughs> what a wonderful sense of humor you have. And you have a marvelous mind. And the other parts ain't bad either. Just think of it. Last week I've been dancing with Natalia Makarova. And today I'm in a steam room with a lady pig. Yes, but isn't it heaven? Don't think heaven is this one. It's more like the other place. If you're warm, maybe you're overdressed. No, I'm fine. Maybe I'm overdressed. That's what I'm leaving. Oh, sweetie, you just got here. Please. You don't understand. I really can't stay. It's cold outside. I've got to go away. It's cold outside. This evening has been. Oh, <laughs> 